Welcome to the You Have a Body podcast. Two broads talking broadly about health. The physical, the emotional, the nitty-gritty, and the fun. Real thoughts on real health. The information provided within this podcast is not designed to and does not provide medical advice, professional diagnosis, opinion, treatment, or services to you or any other individual, and is intended for general information for educational purposes only. Welcome to You Have a Body Podcast, episode 60, Dairy! Dairy! I'm one of your hosts, Hannah Weatherman, owner of Sulcana Fitness and Wellness. And I'm Lucia Hawley, nutritional therapy practitioner and owner of EssentialOmnivore.com. Here we are in the studio. In the studio, talking about chase. Talking about chase, talking about mouth, talking about crime, ice crime. <laughs> like, what kind of crumbs are we talking about? Crumbs. The ice crumbs. Crumbs. Mm. Uh, we're here to talk about all things dairy. Sure are. You know what? It's come up pretty recently, and I know it comes up for you all the time in <laughs> yeah. teaching Essential U. It just came up on, on the Essential U Facebook group. Someone was like, but cheese. Yeah, and they're not alone in that either. Like, yeah. it's, it's cheese and dairy is a big subject for a big reason because, honestly, dairy is such a big category. Like, it encompasses so many different types of food yeah, that include does. dairy. And I'm from the dairy state. You are. So dairy has been a big old part of my growing I think if you grew I mean, if you grew up in the 90s in general, it was yeah. probably a big old part of your growing up because it was like, you know, common practice for parents to think the best thing for their kids to have was like an eight ounce glass of milk three times a day. Totally. Because that's what the milk lobbies told us. Well, that was, yeah. 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 And and now it's like, now parents are informed in a different way. And I'm sure there's things they're doing now that we'll think are silly later. But those things that we did then... Or eat lots and lots of dairy, mac and cheese. There's still ice cream. there's still doctors that are hesitant when parents come to them that I hear about. I think there's just like more flexibility now. But I I've spoken to people who are like, my doctor thinks I'm like hurting my child because I'm not giving them milk. Oh even though they, my lord! Even though when if they were to actually listen to me, they would hear that my kiddo feels better without right. milk and is maybe really struggling and is probably thriving yeah. without milk so this, it's this contentious kind of, kind of a little uh and I, i'm not sure if josh would want me to share this but i'm gonna do it because he's told this story to many people but okay. when he was younger like a little kid he thought um like every day after lunch he would get this horrible stomachache and have to leave his classroom and like basically have emergency bathroom and just felt like yeah. terrible during his class after lunch and for so long he thought that it was like anxiety or that he was sick or whatever and it turns out he's very lactose intolerant yeah. and he was having milk with his lunch every day just because that's what they gave him at school totally right poor kid Aww. it took him like a years to figure it out and he's not alone in that nope seriously Mm-mm. um yeah milk and this is not to demonize milk because some people and we'll get into it but some people really do fine with some dairy yeah um, some people don't even have to think about it, but I think a lot of people, it might help them feel better to think about it, which is why we're talking about it. Yes. And there's so many things we can talk about with dairy, like, wh- you know, why don't we eat it? Or why why do people choose not to eat it? If they choose not to eat it, what other options do they have? And what things should they look out for? And uh, et cetera. Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So before we do that, let's check in. How was your week? <laughs> oh, I got my, I got four teeth filled yesterday ouch it turns out i haven't been to the dentist in like i was between six and 11 years okay i went uh for the first time in february they did a cleaning Mm -hmm. and they were like you should get these cavities checked out yeah fillings done 
I think four fillings in 11 years isn't bad. Okay. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. What's everybody else's track record? I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm a dork about two, three mineral realization, and I can barely say it, but uh, that's just me. Yeah, which I, I do use remineralizing toothpaste mm-hmm. that I've made myself, yeah. but I don't know. I, I just think some people get them and some people don't. Sure. Because I floss every day, whatever. So I, I, I feel like some people get them because my dad gets them all the time mm-hmm. too. And like, I don't know, other people don't seem to have any problems at all. But it costs $732. Sure does. But they told me it was going to cost 400 so oh, well, that's if you're weird. listening, never go to Lake Nokomis Family Dental. They lie. Oh, bummer. Yeah. I know. They put family in the name to make you feel like they're not going to lie to you. Cozy and sweet. Yeah, but it was not cozy and sweet, and I'm really upset about it. I'm going to give them a bad Google review. Yeah. Take that, family Ooh. dental. I worked on a farm that said it was a family farm. <laughs> I think they did it. They put that on there for the same reason. Yeah. Like, we're so sweet. We're so nice. And you're like, oh. Yeah, it's you not... You got other stuff going. Yeah. Going no, on. No, definitely not. Like, just including the word family. Mm-hmm. I should make it, the, like, Sulcana Family Fitness. Oh. That's actually kind of cute. <laughs> yeah, it is cute. And probably pretty accurate to yeah, what it is. Yeah, right? Because you got those, uh, you got, like, classes for all ages. Yeah. Including and, little well, kids. And it's also, like, run by just, like, two families. But yeah. um, this dentist practice is one of, like, five. Okay. It's a chain. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is not family anymore. Sure. <laughs> like, you guys don't all know each other. Yeah. So feeling kind of funny from that. Yeah. And financially funny, too. Yeah. It's just like pain in the injection sites. Mm-hmm. Like my mouth is like on fire. Yeah. I was just in Indiana last week, which is why I was not on the app. Mm-hmm. Indiana is extremely boring. Okay. Uh, to drive through. Yeah. Also, like, there's the food... My stomach on Monday was in such severe pain. Yeah. Because my food options were so limited. Like, we couldn't even find a grocery store in the town we were in. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did our best. The wedding food was awesome. Yeah. Like, short rib and yummy. asparagus and yummy. yumminess. But everything else was just, like, really challenging. Tough to navigate, I bet. Yeah, like, the hotel breakfast. They they make powdered eggs. I was going to say, were they powdered eggs? Yeah. And they just, <laughs> when you eat them, they taste powdered. They do. <laughs> and so they had powdered eggs and like, you know, do, make it yourself waffles. And that's yeah. just like not a great combination. It's, so, not, it's not the game anymore. Yeah. Plus being in the car for t- 16 hours on the way down, 12 hours on the way back, because we had to pick up his brother on the way down in yeah. Chicago. Yeah. It's just so long. And I think that, like sitting in the car actually does... Just like being on a plane, I think th- there's some tricky things that happen with your digestion. Because mm-hmm. you're not really relaxed. Your no. muscles are really tense, uncomfortable, and you just can never like quite fully digest. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, if your body's in that stress mode, it's not going to be like, oh, great, this is a wonderful time to really focus. No, yeah. you're hurtling through the world at a really fast speed. And even if you're like logically fine with that, I think your body is still like, yeah, so that's been my last few days is just, yeah. like, recovering from my Indiana trip. Yeah, getting back back to the norm. Yep. What about you? Um, well, all the group nutrition classes started up this weekend. Yay. Yeah, so that was a big focus, um, and they're so wonderful. Everyone in those classes is just, like, everyone is always really sweet, and obviously they sign up for these classes of their own accord, um, probably like 99% of the time. Maybe they get like a little pressure from someone here and there. But everyone, oh, me. yeah, everyone is really just seemed like really excited to learn. Yeah. And that's all I'm looking for is for people who are open to new and different information. So, yeah. and I think there is something to be said for starting these new classes with the fall. And even if people are not even touching back to school, like, you know, they don't have kids or whatever. People are ready for a structure. Uh-huh. They're ready to learn this like hectic 
crazy nature of the summer is gone. Yeah, we see a major <laughs> reinvestment in the gym. All of a sudden, everyone's like, let's do it. Like, yeah. I'm here. I'm here early. Like, the 5.30 a.m. class had nine people in it this morning. Nice. All summer long, it was like two people, three people, four right. people. Right. Um, but now everyone's like, I'm recommitted to yeah. my fitness. Like, now that I'm not at the cabin every weekend. Totally. And that's just how it goes. Like, yeah. people have that mental space. So I, I'm excited. And um, I talk about blood sugar regulation tomorrow with one of the groups because we meet on Fridays. Um, so, yeah, that's one of my favorite subjects. So yeah. things are good. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, let's dig into dairy. Let's dig into the dairy. Mm-hmm. Let's hop into a big old jug of milk. <laughs> Gross. Ew, yuck. It's warm. Yuck. Ew. Ew. I have milked so many cows in my life. Oh, yeah? I There is something about being from Wisconsin. Like, it, Would you, you call yourself a cheesehead? Yeah. Yeah, okay. People, like, we went on so many field trips where we milked cows. And mm-hmm. I'm like, is this a field trip or is this a work trip? <laughs> like, I don't need to go to a farm, every, like, multiple times a year. Mm-hmm. You really know how to milk a cow now. I really know how to milk a yeah. cow now. And you know what? People don't, like, hand milk their cows anymore. So. No, they don't. But it's, hey, you know what? Also a good skill. Um, I hear you could transfer that to goats or sheep. Goats <laughs> or sheep. <laughs> Any other. Pigs. Yeah. Dogs. What? Gross. Whoa. They all have nipples, though. <laughs> anyway. What are mammals? That's... That's a different conversation for a different time. So today dairy. we're talking about dairy from a, milk from a cow. And briefly, although we'll talk about yeah, yeah, the other sheep's and goats. Yeah. So what is dairy? Dairy is any substance that it, uh, contains or is made from milk. <laughs> Just to clarify. Just to clarify, in case you didn't know what dairy was. Yeah. But actually, I think that is interesting that some people don't don't really know what mm-hmm. dairy is. I think it's really helpful. What things fall into the category. Totally. And I think eggs often can fall um, under that dairy category. I've had people who've asked me for either in consults or whatever, if they're going dairy-free, do they have to go egg-free? Different animal. Different and, <laughs> and different protein structure, which is going to be one of the big reasons why yeah. we're taking it out. Yeah. Different. I think probably people just associate dairy-free with being vegan, mm-hmm. and that's why they think, oh, no eggs. Right. Totally, yeah. And usually, often they can be coupled with taking both of those out at the same time. So it makes sense. Um, So there are, I'm looking at my notes, there are kind of four big reasons people might want to consider opting away from dairy, either as an elimination diet trial to see how you feel without it, or, well, starting there and then seeing if it's something that you would want to take out long term. Because dairy... It's an interesting category, and there there are multiple factors going on with dairy. And I think we were talking before the show, lactose mm-hmm. is going to be something that I think is well known. Yeah, it's what what is it? Uh, well, <laughs> lactose is a sugar. Yeah, and it's commonly found in milk. There you go. <laughs> exactly. So lactose is the sugar that is in milk and milk products, um, and it's pretty common for people to say or to feel that they're lactose intolerant i think as far as like food sensitivities go that's a really common one yeah and you you can be tested for that pretty easily at the dock yes um so what that means is that so lactose is a sugar any word that ends in ose is going to be a sugar so lactose fructose glucose galactose all of those are sugars sucralose sucralose yeah it's very good very good um so what's happening with that is people are having a difficult time breaking down that milk sugar, and they um, typically are lacking the digestive enzyme lactase. Anything yes. ending in an A-S-E, amylase lactase. 
um, are going to be enzymes. So we need that enzyme to break down the lactose. If you don't have it, that means that when you are introducing lactose into your digestive system, it's going to be that much more of a burden. So people who are lactose intolerant can feel like they have to run to the bathroom mm-hmm. or like you were describing with Josh. That was a really good example. That this like just feeling crampy and sick. Yeah, because the body just can't fully break down and utilize that sugar. Um, so with lactose, often it can feel nice just to opt out of dairy products completely, right? You're cutting out any encounter you're going to have with lactose. But what's interesting is that if dairy is going to go through a fermentation process, that fermentation process, which will happen with things like yogurt and kefir, or kefir, <laughs> kefir, um, that fermentation process, the bacteria are that's culturing the product while it's going through the fermentation are actually eating that dairy sugar. So something like yogurt is pretty much like 99% lactose free. Mm-hmm. So if someone can pinpoint that the what they're having an issue with in dairy is pretty much solely lactose, yeah. then often they can likely bring in some types of dairy that are lactose free. Right. But they don't have to go completely dairy free. Which can be helpful if you're eating out of the house a lot or feel like you want to have some of that dietary flexibility. Yeah. So yogurt um, and kefir and then different aged cheeses. Yeah. So things like Parmesan, cheddar. We'll talk more about cheddar too in a minute. Cheddar. Cheddar um, or Swiss cheese. All of those can be options. So Like basically the harder the cheese, mm-hmm. the less lactose. You, you can kind of like if you're going to go to the store and pick something out. Yep. If you know you're going to a party and you're like, I'd love a little slicey of this. Yeah. Pick a hard cheese. Pick an old cheese. And right. you should be in a little bit of a better position. Right. And you can remember. Unless, <laughs> unless lactose is not your problem. Right. Right. So that could be step one. Checking out some lactose. Um, and there are there are enzymes you can take. Lactate is a pretty common one. I see people pop those all the time. They're like, all right, I'm going to have an ice cream. Let's go for a lactate. Right. Which is going to solve that lactose problem but if you are sensitive to dairy for other reasons or you're sensitive to sugar (laughs) like a lot of sugar in ice cream typically um it might help a little bit but it still might not feel that great yeah it's it's probably a good idea if you're lactose free or if you're and you're trying to just like have a good time every once in a while and you want to make sure that you don't also feel like you're going to throw up later or, like, mm-hmm. need to run off, mm-hmm. pop them. Don't – I wouldn't say they should be something you take on a daily basis. Right. To try to get through your, like, dairy lifestyle. Totally, totally. Um, so if it's just lactose, think about cultured dairy products. And the more cultured they are, especially, like, the harder or older it cheeses, the more likely it'll feel okay from a digestion standpoint. So moving on after sugar, we then think about the dairy protein. So casein. 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 <clears throat> That's what I'm allergic to. Okay. So I can't, like, when people, oh, when I talk to people about it, I just say, they say, oh, are you, are you lactose intolerant? And I'm usually just like, yeah. Because, totally. it, you know, I don't really want to get into the full on conversation, but actually for me, lactose is not really a problem. So like, I don't mind things that have lactose per se, but um, I definitely cannot handle casein Mm -hmm. especially in large quantities Mm -hmm. so real fatty stuff like real fatty dairy products that's where I start to get into trouble (laughs) sure so what would be some of the products that you like kefir Mm -hmm. or kefir however you say it Mm -hmm. yogurt yeah um stuff with like a super high protein content that specifically has high protein right cheese um like soft cheeses especially 
and uh, ice cream as well. Yep. Yeah, stuff that's like really, really high protein content. Yes. <laughs> and as an athlete, I know that you've encountered too like different um, protein powders. Yeah, and we'll talk about that later too <laughs> about all the, what you can do to deal with protein if you are somebody who is like sensitive to either of these things. Right. So with the the dairy protein itself, casein, and kind of related proteins, casein's kind of the the biggie. What's happening there again from a digestive standpoint? People are having a hard time breaking down that protein structure, and casein protein is big it's Mm -hmm. a big old protein it takes a lot of work for the digestive system to be able to break it down so often with this for some people again if you're kind of like feeling murky about dairy and you're like sometimes I can sometimes I can't sometimes for people what can be most helpful is working on their body's ability to digest anything period right right because then you can break down casein proteins better you can break down carbohydrates better all that stuff um so it's not always just the foods coming in and out it can be how your body is able to break stuff down yeah um and you can have some play with that but the casein just like hannah was saying um it's gonna be in most dairy products right we're often we're eating dairy and cow dairy for that protein because we're saying it's a protein rich source of protein yeah (laughs) good morning (laughs) and with that it's like it's a nice protein source for people who might not want to be always eating animal muscle meat yeah right especially like vegetarians um so with protein what i want people to think about is that this is where different types of dairy can come into play so the animal that that dairy is coming from a lot of people don't do well with cow dairy um and cow casein but the protein structure is going to be different when dairy is coming from sheep let me tell you what i do not have any reaction to sheep's cheese there you go it or, tastes so good and my body wants it so much or goat dairy yes so I'm there also good with goat. yeah there are two options if you're feeling like oh my gosh cow milk i just don't feel great i've tried the aged cheeses what you then might want to consider is branching out and seeing how your body feels with cow or not with cow with sheep or with goat yeah and with cow if you are thinking about it it's sort of like the opposite of lactose like lactose you're better off choosing things that are um fermented and like older and like stinky have lots of protein in them there's less lactose but if you're doing casein it's the opposite so like you'd be better off choosing a high fat dairy rather than a high protein dairy like cream or butter yeah or ghee right like i use ghee all the time because i'm like then i can use a ton of it and i don't have to worry about any traces of casein totally although even regular butter has really just a small bit of casein like a very tiny amount mm-hmm. um and same with cream in your coffee if you've noticed like i can have cream in my coffee but i can't have any other type of dairy for some mm-hmm. reason right maybe you have a casein problem yeah <laughs> and i think that the symptoms too are almost exactly the opposite like when people who are lactose free have or lactose intolerant yeah take in uh lactose they tend to have like runny bathroom stool and like <laughs> un- discomfort to the point where they feel like they have diarrhea and casein like because it's a protein and your body can't digest it it just gets stuck and you mm-hmm. feel more constipated and cramping mm-hmm. um and so you may notice that if you have a reaction and it's one of those versus the other, maybe it's not a lactose problem. Maybe it is a casein problem for you. Um, it would, it's worth experimenting to figure out exactly what it is so then you know what to avoid even if you're, like, cheating for the day. Yeah. Like, if I'm, like, having pizza, for example, and I really want to go for it, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to choose, like, a pizza with goat cheese on it because then I know I won't be 
uncomfortable from both the casein and the yeast. I'll just right. like, choose one or the other. Yeah, kind of choose your weapon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And kind of yeah, plan out your, your cheats a little bit better so you know yeah. what kind of discomfort you might be dealing with, and hopefully none. Sure. Um, and I would say ways reasons that you might want to be thinking about looking at dairy periods and different signs would be if there are issues with um, anything relating to your sinuses <clears throat> or allergies, seasonal or otherwise, skin irritation like hives or eczema, um, like we were saying, diarrhea or constipation, either flipping between the two or trending towards one or the other, um, acne for sure, especially kind of more of that like cystic acne, um, general congestion, mood upset. So if you're feeling like your moods are all over the place, dairy, dairy, I, in my opinion, can totally be a factor um, because it is just a total body burden. Migraines, which I'm mm-hmm. going to talk about in a second, and headaches. So the next factor after protein and sugar is going to be tyramine. And this is where it can get a little tricky because now tyramine, tyramine is a vasoactive amine and it's a breakdown of the amino acid um, tyrosine. Oh. Yes. And we talked about this a little bit during the migraines episode. So if you're curious to hear more, go listen to that. It's episode 54. Um, tyramine can change that vasoconstriction or restriction. Mm-hmm. So your circulatory system, those uh, your blood vessels up near your noggin, which is why it can be a factor with migraines. Tyramine is going to be found in fermented and aged products. Dang it. So there so, goes your hard old stinky cheeses. Yes. So if you've tried those out and you're still feeling funny or you know you're someone who just tends to have migraines, I would say really consider eliminating all dairy for at least two weeks to see how you feel and see if those symptoms and signs start to shift around. Yeah. Um, if it's just lactose, then something like some Parmesan here and there should feel fine. It's going to be really different. I will say with the aged cheeses, it can it'll start to be unique. I'm someone that gets migraines. I know I'm sensitive to tyramine. Parmesan feels fine for me. Cheddar cheese is like, oh my God, ick, no thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to feel not so great. So even with that. And and Parmesan, I've noticed, is also not that difficult for me either. Mm-hmm. So, and versus cheddar, which can be really hard on my tummy. So, yeah. oh, what the heck, Parmesan? <laughs> what the heck is the deal with Parmesan? It's, it's delicious. It has no lactose, <laughs> no casein, and no tyrosine, tyramine in it? It's, tyrosine? Just, it's just the best. It's just like... <laughs> It's magic. Yeah. It came from a cow's udder um, a long time ago. <laughs> I love the like local co-ops that we have around here because I feel like a lot of them hop on the trend of like sampling out little tiny pieces of cheese and like true. the to-go section. So just yesterday I got some goat gouda. What? It was great. It was really tasty, Anna. Ooh, I'm <laughs> going to try that. I highly recommend if you're going to play around with dairy. I've been playing with goat cheese lately just to see like how far I can go, like yeah. what types and all yeah. that. Yeah, And I'm. it feels so good. Mm-hmm. And it's like... The, it's a great amount of fat to throw onto a salad yeah. or something like that. And it makes yeah. you feel like you're kind of being luxurious. It is, totally. Um, Midnight Moon is another type of, um, I think it's goat milk. It's not, it might be sheep. It's definitely not cow. Yeah. Um, it's so good. I fell in love with it when I was a cheesemonger for a brief stint of time. <laughs> and it's so tasty. Um, okay, so... Those are the four factors, sugars, proteins, tyramine, and then really kind of overall encompassing all of that, looking at whether it's cow, sheep, or goat milk. Those are some really great standbys. But then I also just want to throw out there that the quality of the milk and milk product, product itself is going to matter. Yes. So, you know, 
what was the diet of the animal? Was it eating a species appropriate food source? Um, if it wasn't, if it was mainly grain fed, if it wasn't grass fed, if we're just talking about cows, which is going to apply to goat and sheep as well, that animal is going to be more likely to be inflamed, have those higher um, reactive proteins in their body. That means that the product that's coming to you is likely going to have a ratio that's off um, as far as like a fat balance of omega-3s, omega-6s, and it can be more of a pro-inflammatory food coming from that animal that was more inflamed itself. So that's something to think about is as you can, it's going to be pricier, but as you can, looking for grass-fed options um, because that animal is likely going to be healthier because of it. There's contention around homogenized milk, and that's really where it's been. Yeah, there is. Yeah, where the fat doesn't rise to the top anymore because it's been like kind of shaken a lot. <laughs> so the fat globules are just kind of evenly dispersed throughout the milk itself. Um, I think jury's kind of out. Yeah. It, it, it's cool. Cool. Like if you're seeking, if you're so. It's nice to have the non-homogenized so you can eat that fat right off the top. Like yeah. if for me, that's the part you can have. Right. It's like, mmm, this is pretty good. That's, that's the tasty stuff. So if you're, if you're so into dairy, um, you probably already know that homogenization is something you can opt in or out of. And I'll say it on, um, on the dairy product I think itself. honestly it's personal choice. Like do you want the chunk of fat at the top? Some people like. Like I remember, we and I lived in a, I lived in a, veggie, a vegetarian co-op. Yeah, and there were twenty of us. Yeah, and we would go to a Mississippi Market and pick up like four of those jugs of yeah. the chocolate non-homogenized milk. Yum! And then we'd all like <laughs> race to the kitchen with a spoon as soon as it came to fight over the chunk of chocolate fat at the top. Oh yeah, that sounds so amazing. So good. It was basically like ice cream. Without all the extra added sugar, right. ice cream, it was right. so good. So <laughs> that good. sounds dreamy. And then the rest of the milk was like so watery because we just didn't mix it in. <laughs> well, yeah. And then yeah, you, you just do you got you got to drink it up yep. to get it the next week. Yeah. Um, the other factor is going to be pasteurized milk, and this is even more of a personal choice. There's definitely like, it makes so much sense why with public health we are pasteurizing our milk, and that's where you're bringing it up to a temperature to kill off bacteria or unwanted pathogens before then putting it into like milk jugs or actually sending selling the milk itself or processing it further um so that similar to people eating like raw meat or raw eggs that is a very personal choice do your own research um but as far as kind of the health effects of pasteurized milk it can be changing the protein structure and making it a little bit more difficult to digest for some people when it is pasteurized Mm -hmm. that's one of the reasons why people opt for raw milk um, and every state is going to have a different oh, law. That's a naughty thing to say, raw milk. It's, <laughs> it's going to get all sorts of trouble, Lucia. I know. Often often from my epidemiologist friends, I, I hear you, and I, that's why I really want to make it clear that it's a personal choice. Um, and if you get it on the black market, we didn't send you there to do it. <laughs> and there, there's gray area in Minnesota, so it's, it's how you buy it, right? If you go to a farm yourself and pick it up, that's great. That's you just completely, can't buy it in stores. Yeah, right? that's completely legal. Um, and I would say, really, with any food, as much as you can, know your farmer. So if you feel like you have a good relationship with that farmer, if you have seen their safety processes, how cleanly they are, how sanitary they are, again, it's your choice. I'm not here to put you one way or the other, but just know that with pasteurizing a product, it's the reason people talk about that as a health benefit or not health benefit is because it's changing the structure of that protein in the yeah. milk itself. Right. And also some bacteria that might come with that milk is bacteria, like gut bacteria, that you would like to populate. Right. And you're going to pasteurize, if you pasteurize it, you're going to kill all the bacteria. Right. Which is 
good for preventing things like E. coli and yes. salmonella and, and all we the other want nasty bugs that you can pick up from yes. eating foods that <laughs> have been mishandled. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that's what I want to say. And then you, you already touched on this, but too, the last food that I didn't really talk about too much was butter. So often with all of these considerations, a lot of people can be getting in butter and it feels just fine if you really are quite sensitive to casein um, or dairy solids at all then I would encourage you to play around with a ghee um, or clarified butter which is easy to make at home and now pretty easy to purchase in stores and that's really where you've heated it up um, and you've removed the dairy solids from the actual butter fat so ghee and clarified butter are that much more just the pure fat which a lot of people can handle because it's not a protein it's not a sugar if that still doesn't feel good it's okay to go dairy free um and hannah's gonna talk to that a little bit more yeah i just wanted to mention just in case you're um somebody who's like a big pizza fan mozzarella cheese has actually a pretty low lactose amount like usually uh, one of mozzarella is one of the cheeses that has like one percent or less of lactose in it so hey <laughs> if you're really feeling crazy and you want to go for it like you might be able to get away with a little bit of get, ma- matza. Get your mozzarella versus, versus cheddar if you're gonna choose yep on your pizza if you're gonna have a crazy night mm-hmm. and you want to also like survive it you might go for a little matza or goat cheese <laughs> and you should be okay especially um buffalo mozzarella which is really tasty yeah something about the processing and well and we didn't we didn't talk about buffalo but there you go that's another type of animal so cow goat sheep buffalo buffalo are going to be different than cows so that casein protein is different and you might be more uh, readily able to tolerate it yeah um one thing i want to talk about as somebody who is well a couple things as somebody who is dairy free for many reasons like not only do i have problems with casein i also have really overreactive sinuses and something i've been trying to navigate and deal with for the last 30 years of my life um it's and and i noticed that dairy products tend to really inflame them make me have like thick uncomfortable mucus yep so for me it's like not always fun i would rather just replace it with something dairy free if i can if you want to play around with cheeses there, I know that this is maybe a controversial topic because it's not really cheese if you're if it's made of something else. But there are some really fun replacement cheeses out totally. there. Totally. And there's some that you can make yourself, like mm-hmm. cashew cheese, mm-hmm. cashew and almond cheese, or almond cheese by itself. Um, you can even find if you're okay with fermented soy. There, there are like tofu cheeses right. that like uh, that. What's that company that makes tofu tikitis? They make. Um, I'm the wrong person to ask about anything tofu. Yeah, I don't eat tofu <laughs> cutest either because um, I wouldn't encourage it, but it's an option. Yeah, soy for myself is like also not great, but yeah. um, but some people are great with fermented soy, mm-hmm. and there's fermented soy cheeses. Um, there's also cheeses that are made from uh, uh, aquafaba, which is like the cashew. I- I'm sorry, um, chickpea fiber yeah so you and i'm sure you could probably make that yourself but it sounds more complicated it sounds like something you could just pick up at the old store too you, you uh if you ever have a can of chickpeas and you drain them and they, there's that liquid left over yeah. if you save that and whip it that's the cheese no oh it turns into marshmallow cream what <laughs> is it good well if you sweeten it yeah if you put like some honey like in there like some monk fruit sweetener or some honey i think you need like an actual sugar for it to really work like oh, something okay. that is sweet you could try. I haven't tried it with like a um, sugar replacement, but 
if you look at like vegan marshmallow cream alternatives, that is chickpea water from a can. Wow. Because it, it's protein. Yeah. It's a protein chickpeas liquid. Are, chickpeas are actually pretty versatile and yeah. incredible. Yep. Um, I've personally been using them quite a bit because they don't, I have no problem with them. Even nice. though I have a problem with like all other beans. Yep. So beats me. Uh, of a chickpea episode. Yeah. Just another <laughs> experimental thing I've been trying. But um, so there are lots of ways that you can provide. Like, I made a cashew cheese for a little gathering, and, like, no one noticed that it wasn't cheese mm-hmm. until I told them after we were done. I was like, by the way, that right. was made of cashews. Because really what you're looking for in cheese, and I think what, what draws people to it, is the umami flavor. Yeah. Because so many things that we eat are, like, vegetables don't have umami to them, really. There's mm-hmm. some that do, like, jackfruit can be pretty umami. Um, I can't think of what else. Well, if fermenting them will make them more umami. Yeah. But yeah, straight up a raw Mushrooms veggie. have an umami flavor, but yeah. so few vegetables have that sort of like, I don't know. Je ne sais quoi. Je ne sais quoi. <laughs> and so I think it can be really appealing to have something like a dairy product because it does have that special flavor you can't find elsewhere but right. you can replicate it yeah. and I've done so successfully yeah, yeah. unlike many other things like I don't feel like tempeh tastes like meat to me but mm-hmm. there are some things that you can have that taste just like dairy and I, I do want to throw out there that if you are someone who's playing around with using like nuts or seeds as a dairy alternative definitely let people know and this is just coming from a oh my my one of my siblings has a pretty intense nut allergy this was like my mom and brother yeah no no no, (laughs) totally but just throwing that out there that like as as soon as you get into alternatives like as much as you don't want to label them to be like this is my gluten-free cookie like you just want people to eat it just like a heads up let them know it's almonds in there yeah (laughs) if you're subbing stuff out there's something new coming in that someone might then have a reaction to it's true there are so many types of allergies and everyone's body is so different totally so that that's just my disclaimer for that yeah by the way don't throw hand in just trick her family well and family is different but i've also spent my whole life tricking my family into eating things oh wow yeah yeah (laughs) yeah so anyway that's for another time yeah um i just wanted to also touch on as an athlete i think something i've really struggled with is proteins yeah um and there's like one of the main protein sources that people use for athletic products is whey yes and whey is kind of an interesting subject because it all depends on the processing whether or not you're gonna have a ton of problems with it like if you're straight up lactose allergic and you have serious reactions, don't have whey. Same thing if you're casein allergic. And you would know if you're a casein allergic because I'm talking allergy like... A, a, a you, you, true allergy. A true allergy. Yep, not an intolerance. If you're an intolerant of both of those things, um, then whey actually might be okay for you depending on the product. Mm-hmm. So, like, for example, just anecdotally speaking, I've had both cheap whey products and expensive whey products. So pure whey isolate. Um, from an expensive line, like a paleo brand of pure whey isolate. That's likely grass-fed. Yeah, that's grass-fed and comes from a quality source and um, doesn't require a ton of scoops to give you protein. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have a lot of other ingredients. I have found personally that those have enough of, have a small enough casein and lactose um, content that they, I can have them fine. I try not to have them on a super regular basis because I do notice if it tends to build up in my system yep. if I eat it every day. Right. But if I use it once a week as a supplement instead of my um, other 
thing, which I'll talk about in a second, yeah. then it can be manageable. Right. Um, but if you get it from a cheaper place, like even like if it's made in, in another country, I would watch out for that. Not that all countries have like bad processing, but if it's made in China, I would watch out for that. Um, if there are if there are more than six ingredients on the list, I would watch out for that because um, it should pretty much be uh, the whey protein isolate. There should maybe there's maybe there's like a, a dehydrated coconut milk or something dehydrated that adds a little bit of a, a milky versus a chalky Bulking. texture. Yeah. Which watch out that that's not skim milk because sometimes they put that into mm-hmm. skim milk powder. Um, and usually so there's some sort of sweetener, fake sweetener, mm-hmm. and then like guar gum or xanthan gum or something. If there's more than that, if you have like 10 more products, I would avoid it if you're somebody who has problems because one of those pro- one of those things might be pure casein mm-hmm. because that's a really quick way to get a bunch of protein in right. and it's cheaper than doing a pure whey isolate so they can kind of like put it in and then you're going to be in, in a problematic like Down place. and out. Yeah, down and out. <laughs> Stomach cramps. No. Yeah. That being said, if you're just lactose-free, you can get a lactose-free um, casein protein. And some people swear by casein protein. I, like I said, would clearly not have an okay time with that. And I've tried it before, and that's how I really figured out the problem. But if you know that you're okay with casein and you are are interested in using that, I would just say consider it a temporary thing. Like some people use it while they're trying to either bulk or lose weight. They right. eat it before they go to bed. It's um, big. It's big in like bodybuilding circles. Yeah, it's a very big and like thing. Body composition. Yeah, and you might plans. hear about it a lot, but I would say it's if it's going to be part of your body composition plan, it should be a temporary thing that you're doing. Something that you're doing like maybe you're doing it for six weeks and you're specifically eating it before you go to bed so that you can keep digesting throughout the night. But it shouldn't become like a regular day to day plan because then you might you might find that you have a, a hard time consistently digesting that casein, or um, like eventually you just feel super bloated from it or it's not giving you the same effect that you wanted from before. And here's the thing about using <clears throat> casein or having one of those plans, which I think are super useful and they're a great, great place to start. But if you if you do find that you have some sort of an intolerance um, or difficulty digesting casein, that's if if your if your plan is to like get your body into a better healthier state or like to gain muscle or to lose weight or to change how you're looking I, I often find that those plans don't necessarily take into account how pro-inflammatory it can be for your body if you can't break down the protein so there you are feeling more bloated right or feeling like you're like too tired to go work out or your recovery is messed up um, or whatever other sign or symptom you might be noticing, just recognize that if you're bringing in something new, that even if it's like a really great source of protein, that's awesome. But how is your body using that protein? Yeah, and it exactly. might it might be kind of detrimental to whatever effect you're actually trying to use it for. Yeah, and I know specifically for bodybuilding or like RP Strength or some other programs, they talk about taking casein before bed. And what their goal is is for you to have a really powerful packed bit of protein before you go to sleep, so you can be like digesting it while you're sleeping um to have a a positive metabolic effect so there's other ways you can do that like there are other sources of protein that you can use you may have to use a couple more scoops to get the same amount of protein in grams but i think the reason people choose casein is because it is thicker when it comes out it's more like it's tastier it's not quite as powdery as whey you can make like a pudding with it yeah i see a lot of casein pudding people make like a pudding or they'll make like some sort of dessert from it like a cookie dough or um but 
Yeah, but like, I have a recommendation for you okay. uh, if you like that type of thing. But I would say like that's the reason that people are choosing casein, not because casein is like more noble of a protein. So don't feel like you have to do that just because you see it recommended. Just know that it means um, that what they're looking to do is give your body some boost of protein and fat before you go to sleep so you're metabolically in a good place when you right. wake up versus having a bunch of carbs before you go to bed. Right. That's like the whole point. Not yes. so that you eat a bunch of casein protein. Right. Like that's and, not what's making you stronger or better. <laughs> and casein will have a nice profile of the different amino acids too yeah. because that is something to consider with like a collagen um, peptides or other any type of protein powder you want to be looking at how much of the different amino acids is coming in so casein has a nice profile and kind of balance of them which makes sense why they'd recommend it just as like a good kind of like you were saying like okay here you go this is going to cover your bases it's easy like here you go take care of this yeah it's not the only only option exactly and and if you have a different type of protein and you take some sort of like um you know additional thing to help you with that great yeah um, so that's what I would say about casein and, and whey protein. Whey, you might be able to get away with it, but you, you want to choose something like a gold standard, pure whey isolate that comes from a, a reliable company, mm-hmm. like Primal Fuel or somewhere where you know that it's grass-fed and it's going to cost you more. But that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> um, other things, other big common replacements for people who are dairy-free are beef protein, um, which <laughs> sounds disgusting. It doesn't taste like beef. Like, it's been processed enough that it no longer tastes like beef. It right. tastes like whatever they flavor it as. But, again, just be mindful because sometimes, even with those whey replacements, they may add a skim milk powder because right. that will make it more palatable. So that's why people complain so much about something like pea protein, which could be another replacement for you. Again, something to try because it's not going to work for everybody. Mm-hmm. But a pea protein will come out a little bit chalkier. And yeah. the reason is because there's no milk, there's no, f- like, fatty substance to make it smoother in your mouth mm-hmm. but just know that you're, that's because of what you needed yeah so maybe mix it with something that's a little bit milkier like maybe you like cashew milk or whatever right whatever you enjoy um and that will help like orange juice or something that you enjoy mm-hmm. um uh that can help make it a little bit more palatable paleo proteins in general um of some wave isolates will be called paleo protein sure and yeah because they've they tested it and found that it's like less than 0.05% lactose and casein. So you might be able to find some like that. And then rice protein is another popular one. And that one obviously is going to be super dependent on what you're able to digest if you're able to take in that much rice uh, protein. Yep. But those are all some common options that I would, if you're exclusively dairy free normally, it's definitely worth looking into some more expensive options. And be very picky about what you see in there. Right. Because it will mess you <laughs> up if you drink a bunch of whey and it's like high, if it's like 20% casein, yeah. you know, you're going to be down for the count for a while. And, you know, supplements, consider them like food. So if you're opting for those cheaper options, they're probably going to be less nutrient dense. So look for a supplement that's going to say like good manufacturing. Mm-hmm. Um you know, GMP and good to go there and from maybe a vendor that you really respect and has the quality of the food in line and then pay for that the same way you might be paying for when you're able grass-fed meat or, um, you know, eggs from free-range chickens. Yep. Doing what you can as able and kind of respect, I feel like it's like respecting the supplement. Like yeah. you can't just down a big old thing of, of a cheap supplement and expect it to make you feel great. Nope. But if you can integrate one that feels okay 
and use it here and there again to supplement yeah. keywords supplement your actual foods that are coming in that can be really cool my my recommendation if you're an athlete who is is trying to reach some some protein goals um especially like post-workout or before bed i tend to to stagger mine before bed is when i really like try to nail in all my protein let me give you a little thing that i like to do a little recipe a little recipe for you uh and it's i kind of like play it by ear depending on the night or like how i want it to be Mm -hmm. tasting but if you like that really sort of like thick dairy deliciousness and you're not going to get it from because you know you don't have a whey isolate you don't have whatever I would grab some collagen hydroxylate, collagen peptides, or you can use gelatin, um, like from a reliable source. Not, yep. Probably not the packets. Although but those are okay. you got to read the back, though. Vital proteins. Vital is proteins it, is great. Yep. I also use great – I use Great Lakes personally because yep. um, I can't afford vital proteins. <laughs> uh, you're paying for beautiful packaging when you pay for vital proteins and really good sourcing. Yes. Great Lakes, you're paying for great sourcing, not such great packaging. Um <laughs> And uh, Vital Proteins does, again, I just, they're, they're getting so popular that yeah, they're they offering are. different types of collagen. So if you are, if you like only eat fish and don't eat like beef or mammal sources yeah. of protein, they have marine collagen. Yeah, you can they get have really picky. They have interesting products. Plus they flavor their products. Yes. And so that is fun. Like yeah. if you, if you get a bunch of, like you can even get them at your local co-op now, right on this, right on the shelves, you can get um, some collagen peptides that have like a vanilla flavor totally and you know what you can just go straight for it then right. you can drink that stuff and it tastes good yeah the kind i get is flavor free mm-hmm. um mostly because i like to be kind of flexible with it i get tired of flavors really quickly and i you're gonna hate be... the taste of fake sugars yeah you're gonna hate be it. creative in the kitchen yeah yeah i hate fake sugars like i can just i'm like just give me regular sugar if you're gonna give me a sugar like ugh. i won't even tell you about my experience with halo top on sunday oh I'm... my god i tried halo top for the first time and i was like <laughs> barf what is wrong with you people no, I, I like love Halo Top. I think it's such a cool concept, but my body, it shut down for two days, and I haven't had that experience in a long time. Yeah, well, it's whey. It's whey protein. And it it's is. It's not. And it's fake sugars. Yeah, and I looked up I looked up their, I, I was curious about their pro, whey protein isolate. It is not the best one in the world. No. It's one. It's yeah, one. They're reasonably priced for a reason. And it tastes like absolute garbage to me really <laughs> but i think that's because i don't i've now like i'm really trained to dislike the taste of whey yeah but it also just tastes nothing like ice cream There's, it's i think i'm it's, like i'd rather have coconut ice cream any day <laughs> or a banana like frozen and sure up. i i like the concept of it i know i know it's a great option for some people but just throwing that out there if you are way sensitive and you're do sens- not try halo top and you're sensitive to um you know sweeteners that aren't just sugar like i am yeah like stevia or erythritol like, that's, that's kind of a double whammy for it, your yeah, system. Yeah, if you're going to try a fake ice cream, go with Love brand, L-U-V. Mm. It's base, it's the, the base is non, is non-dairy, so it's like a coconut cashew blend, I think. And they use, it's beautiful. It's like so creamy and delicious. Cool. And they use um, honey as a sweetener. Yeah. And they, and they use a very minimal amount. So it's usually just the natural sweetness from That sounds the, like love. It's really good. <laughs> They're like $7 a pint. It's special. But yeah, you, get your, you get what you pay for. Yeah. Um, so or recipe. go to Milk Jam and you can get their real sugar yeah. coconut ice cream. Yeah. That's made with coconut milk. <laughs> okay. You're, we're distracted from my recipe. So what I like to do is take my take two to four scoops of that collagen hydroxylate because it's two scoops is like 11 grams of protein. A normal whey protein, you're probably going to get closer to 22, between 22 and 24 grams of protein in their like 
quote unquote scoops. Mm -hmm. So you're going to use like two to four tablespoons of this collagen hydrosylate. It mixes really easily. It's not very thick once it mixes. So I like to take that and I mix it with um, two tablespoons of nut butter, cashew butter or sunflower butter are Mm -hmm. my choices. And then I like to take a little bit of um, coconut flour, like two tablespoons coconut flour Mm -hmm. for a little bit of fiber. Yummy. Or one tablespoon coconut flour, one tablespoon flaxseed meal. Mm -hmm. Fibery. Yes, fibery. Or even some hemp hearts if you're like, I really need a good poop. Yeah. Um, Mix it up until you get sort of like a crumbly texture. And then you can add in water if you want. I use cashew milk because I just like the flavor of cashew milk and I have no problems with cashews. And then I you you just do it to the to the texture that you want. Mm-hmm. So I usually make like a cookie dough out of it. Yummy. Um, if you then also throw in a frozen banana, now you have ice cream. Hey And let me tell you, protein packs, ice cream. Yeah, it packs a punch because it's like, you know, depending how much protein you put in between 11 and 24, 22 grams of protein, um, you've got like a bunch of healthy fats in there from the nut butter. Um, You have some fiber built in with the coconut flour and and the different other hemp hearts and flaxseed or maybe even chia if you're feeling crazy. And if you want, like I only use the banana if I want to know, if I know I want to get like a bunch of carbs in as well. Yeah. Or I don't care. Sure. I want to have a treat. Yeah. But that is the bam. (laughs) And it's really tasty and and I don't miss like the other fake protein things that I've had before. Like I used to eat this like peanut butter protein thing at night and I was like. It tasted way worse because sure. it was all fake sugars. <laughs> and this is so much better because there's no sugar in it at all. And for you, it feels good on digestion. It feels great. Which is, which is really like helpful. Really, It's like, honestly, it feels therapeutic on my, on my belly. Hey, that, it especially the fiber. Up. Yeah. <laughs> it fills good. you up and like you don't have to poop right away. You poop the next morning. Oh, well, yeah. You get a really good poop while you're sleeping. Yeah. I oh, and you work you on it. And if you crazy, you can throw in some carob chips or cacao nibs or straight up chocolate chips if you're into that. Sure. You could put in some dried fruit if you wanted to or like you could put in some whole nuts or cranberries, whatever you feel like. Yeah. Adds a little bit of fun yeah. to it. And honestly, you can bake it up if you want. Like mm-hmm. you can bake exactly that recipe mm-hmm. and it will turn into cookies. Cool. Just telling you. Yeah. So That's your homework, everyone, is to figure out if you want to play around with your dairy. And if not, just make some of Hannah's cookies dough yeah. or cookies. And if, you, and if you're looking for a protein supplement and you're dairy-free, like really hardcore dairy-free, then I, I can't recommend collagen hydrosylate enough. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we've said it on half the episodes, yeah. but go buy it. Great Lakes brand online. Mm-hmm. Amazon, you can buy a two-pack. Totally. Thrive Market, you can buy it for even cheaper. Just do it <laughs> trust us and then while you're at it get their collagen because get their uh, gelatin because it's great it's really great and then you can make yourself a coconut milk panna cotta we might maybe <laughs> just saying we, maybe we can have an episode about it because yeah there's lots to say about gelatin and collagen so specifically. much to say yeah like yeah. why do we constantly recommend it to you yeah it's a whole other episode um so we have a few we yeah we have, we have time for some we questions. have time for some questions okay cool so we had a few questions from people about dairy um so this question is from cindy cindy says why is cheese like crack and so hard to give up Whoa. <laughs> i feel you cindy um you are not alone and that's in that sentiment um, a lot of people feel that way and this is something that i find very interesting that often the foods that we are most sensitive to um, excluding like a true allergy where you're like, oh my God, shrimp makes me like my throat close up. Not yeah, gonna eat that, obviously. Not interested. So, with intolerances, foods that you're really crave and are the ones that you can be eating to some degree 
often are the foods that are most difficult for your body. And I know that's like heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking for me when I learned that. So it can be heartbreaking to hear. Um, but it's really true because what can be happening is that food that's coming in, you might be having such a tough time breaking it down that it's actually sending your body into a stress response where it's um, sending out stress hormones right? or like a histamine response. So you get this like sense of euphoria or there's a taste that you're just like searching for and you can't give up. Um, that might actually be a small signal and it's mm. tough to hear that it could be a food that's difficult for one of those with dairy could be one of those four reasons that we talked about earlier. Um, often I think it is the proteins in the dairy. So that tyramine, that can be a big reason it's contributing to that um, kind of special umami flavor that a lot of cheeses, especially more aged cheeses, can have. Yeah, so tasty. <laughs> and that and that can be um, just that that difficult protein to be breaking down. Yeah. Um, so hopefully that's helpful, Cindy. Um, Lindsay had a great question as well. They're all great questions, um, but we have time, I think, for this last one. Lindsay asks, if I go off dairy, does it really make it harder to go back on? Do I produce less lactase? Can I train back up? And I think with humans in general, we lose that ability to really be digesting milk. Um, at first, we can digest milk when we're younger, we're babies, because we're you know going to likely be drinking our mother's milk. Um, so often, I think what can be happening is if you do, as an adult, decide to go dairy free, or you're past that like kind of infant baby <laughs> stage, you're older than like three years old. Um, it's not necessarily that you're shifting around the amounts of specific enzymes. It might be that you just need to work on your body's total ability to be digesting yeah. and working on bringing in enough enzymes. You can supplement with things like lactate or just a general broad spectrum um, digestive enzyme. But if you're noticing that it's harder to get back on dairy, typically that just means that you kind of peel it away uh, the layers of the onion and you're exposing some things that now you might just be more attuned to. Um, so not again, both these answers. I'm like, <laughs> dairy is tough. Yep. So it, it sure is. And it's individual. It's really individual. And because of that, there's a lot of room to play around. So don't give up hope. Often there is a type of dairy that can work or if not, um, have you tasted ghee recently? It's so good. Uh, yeah, and it smells like candy. Yeah. Um, but also just try, like, experiment with something like sheep's cheese, like... Goat buffalo. Yeah. I had shepherd's milk thing that was, like... It was, like, hmm. from uh, Grand Cafe. It was called, like, the shepherd shepherd's milk boat or something. And it was, like, sheep's cheese, like, runny sheep's cheese Yum. and it was like warm and gooey and so good yeah. and I'm like this I could do yeah yeah like this <laughs> it gives you the same feeling of like it's mommy it's kind of sticky it's yeah like fun to spread on stuff like you can find that in other animals too often with a, a dairy consideration it can open your eyes up to how many like how big that dairy category actually is and that even if cow dairy does not feel good and you're really are excluding it from your lifestyle that's okay because there's so many other options. Like it's okay. There's yeah. gonna be something there. It's not restriction city. Yeah. It's just right. it's just figuring out your body because you have a body. You do. Aww. Oh, just a reminder. This is the you have a body podcast because you have a body. You have a body. Your body's different than my body, and it needs something different than me. Yeah. And there's no right or wrong way to do it. There's just the way that works for you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And even sometimes you might go against that way, and you're still fine. You're great. You'll be okay. And things can change over time, and that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Aww. <laughs>
Well, this is a great app. We got through 55 minutes of dairy talk. That's dairy. Like, you know, that's a lot of time talking about dairy. Yeah. Um, so definitely come back to us next week. And in the meantime, try that recipe. Post a little pic on our <laughs> Facebook page, um, You Have Body Podcast. I would appreciate to seeing it. And also maybe you have some fun variations on it. Yeah. Uh, there's There's so many. So many op- opportunities for things to add, like pureed pumpkin. Ooh. I'm just thinking of all the fun things you could add now. Uh, pumpkin spice. Yeah. Cookie dough. Oop. <laughs> Nutmeg. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm just saying pumpkin spice. Holy crap, I have pumpkin spice. Oh, there you I'm, go. I'm, I, like, I'm gonna we know what Hannah's home. doing tonight. <laughs> rush home right now and make that. Oh, and then just imagine if you took that little recipe I made and then you like made a dark chocolate shell for it and now you have like a protein Reese's peanut butter cup without peanut butter or dare I dare I say if you make a dairy free ice cream and then you put in little chunks of that cookie dough and then you have a dairy free cookie dough pumpkin spice ice cream dang Dang. (laughs) wow all right go get creative people yes come back to us with all your recipes because we want to eat them yes we're so hungry now yes and thanks always to our wonderful and amazing producer Taj who is like the purest of all proteins. You can just nom, 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 or nom with no tummy ache ever. Ever. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Catch you next time on another episode of You Have a Body Podcast. Bye. The You Have a Body Podcast is produced by me, Taj Ruler. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or visit noisepicnic.com for full episode information. Join in on the conversation at facebook.com slash you have a body podcast. Tweet at us at you have a body or find us on Instagram at you have a body podcast. Let us know what's going on with you because guess what? You have a body.